With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, my name is Kevin Martin. I'm the lead singer of the band Candlebox, and we are coming to Australia to rock your socks. Beautiful. Kevin, thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. No worries. As you say, bro, Candlebox will be touring Australia for the first and last time ever next year, starting in Brisbane on January the 10th, before hitting Sydney and Melbourne and finishing in Adelaide on January the 14th. So, the most obvious question, bro, is how and why have you neglected us for 30 years? Everybody keeps asking why I've neglected Australia. I've been trying to come here for 30 years. You need to talk to the promoters about it. How about that? <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, been a, it's been a dream of mine. I mean, I'm married to an Australian woman. Um, I've got an extended Australian family over there that I love very much. I've been coming to Australia for the past 23 years. Um my affinity for that country goes beyond. I think I was Australian in a past life. Um, <laughs> it's, it's it's just one of those things, man. I I love that country. I've been trying to come for thirty years. I don't know why it's taken us so long. We've we've asked um, you know several times to be put on some of like even the festivals with Stone Temple Pilots and uh, the guys in live and stuff like that. And I guess maybe you know Australian promoters just didn't think we were worth. You know, pop to piss, and I don't know, but I cannot tell you how excited I am to be coming to play there, man. Because uh, I'm looking forward to um, to playing in in the country that I would hopefully at some point call home. Very good, man. And the shows are part of your global farewell tour, so it's going to be a bittersweet moment for you and your Australian fans, too, isn't it? I think so. I mean, I, it's going to be more bittersweet for me, I think, than it is for them. I mean, I'm going to give them two hours, you know, each night of, of my very best, but you know, it's saying goodbye to this career um, is, it's been strange. I mean, you know, I, all summer long, there's moments standing on stage in front of, you know, 10,000 of my closest friends thinking to myself, this is the last time I'm going to sing this song with these people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a strange emotion, but I think for me, you know, being home during COVID and spending time with my wife and my son and realizing just how much I had actually missed uh, of, of that life with them um, was, was, pretty earth-shaking for me and and i i sat down with my wife right around i would say september of 2020 october of 2020 and i said listen i think i'm i think i'm pretty much ready to kind of put all this music thing behind me and um and and be a husband and a father and is that okay with you and she says okay with me i'd I'd be you know beyond grateful but she's like are you sure that you can put that away and i said i don't love it as much as i used to you know it's Mm -hmm. And I think it was being home for such a long extended period of time that I realized that music was no longer the love of my life nor my mistress. Um, it's almost as though she become like a close friend that I would bump into every now and then and didn't really like seeing that much sort of thing. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. And I certainly don't, I want to be an artist that phones it in, but you know, I don't want to be that guy. So when we got back out on the road in 2021, I made sure that the shows that we played were where we wanted to play. Um, that, that the the events that we were involved in were events that I felt were um, a good place for Candlebox to be. And it was all leading up to this farewell um, goodbye tour of, of uh, 2023 for the dead, you know, 30th anniversary of the debut album. So I was very conscious about what I was doing. Mm. 
So on that note, bro, like, how do you wrap up over 30 years of music in one show? It must be hard. Um, I don't know, man. I, 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 don't, I don't know. It's gonna, I think the last show in Adelaide is going to be pretty strange for me because I'm going to get on a plane the next morning and fly home to Los Angeles. And I'll, at that point, I've finished up as a toy musician. So I think that's going to be the real kind of um, moment for me where I kind of absorb everything that's happened. And I don't know how you put it in one show. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to try my best. Yeah. So I suppose yeah, this is a, a fitting a time as any to take us back a bit through the history of Candlebox, bro. So you guys emerged out of the Seattle grunge scene in the mid 1990s. So what what was the musical climate like when you when you came into the world? I guess where did Candlebox fit in? Well, we didn't fit in anywhere. Um, but unfortunately, um, you know, we've always been the redheaded stepchild of the Seattle music scene. So, <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it's, I like that. <laughs> uh, so you know, it's. Uh, I think when we started the band, we were so much younger than the guys in Alice and Soundgarden and Pearl Jam. I mean, I mean, I was I was sixteen when Chris was twenty one. You know, so um, it was a weird city because every all the eyes in the world were on it. Um, it was oversaturated with bands. Um, and then along came these four knuckleheads in a band called Candlebox that sounded nothing like any of the other bands. And no one really knew who we were. Um, I knew a lot of the guys from Pearl Jam. I knew a lot of guys from Soundgarden. Chris and I were very good friends. Lane Staley was one of my best friends because I worked in a shoe store that was managed by Susan Silver, who was managing Soundgarden, mm-hmm. Allison Chains, and um, uh, Screaming Trees at the time. So I got to know a lot of the musicians from that environment and coming to get flyers for the shows and whatnot. And so I think that they were all kind of surprised that this kid that worked in a shoe store was now singing in a rock band. I was playing drums in a punk band prior to Candlebox. So okay. um, I don't I don't think it was, you know, people were really like, that's the same guy who's playing drums. Like, this is weird. But, you know, it worked. But we did not fit in, and we didn't certainly didn't fit in in the grunge movement. Um, we immediately went from the alternative radio play to our hard rock radio play, which I think was, you know, kind of stupid. But, um, you know, it, it was just kind of one of those things that happened. And unfortunately, we kind of always sat on the outside of that little tiny flick of the Seattle rock and roll scene. So your debut self-titled album in 1993 was a massive success, mate. Like, what do you put that down to? Was it timing? Was it the songs on it? Was it a combination of everything? I think it was everything combined. Um, You know, it was a perfect time for a band like Candlebox to come out. Um, We created a sound that was unlike anything other than in Seattle, except for maybe Mother Love Bone. So, you know, I've always kind of said that Candlebox is like the journey of the Seattle music scene. You know, how Journey doesn't always kind of fit in the San Francisco music scene, never really fit in the kind of bad company world. Uh, They were kind of the pop band of of the 70s rock and roll scene. And Candlebox was kind of a similar band. So, but I think that the music that we created, and certainly songs like Far Behind and You and Cover Me, um, are staples even today still on rock radio and, and alternative radio. So we did something right. I think that we... We tapped into those emotions of an audience that kind of maybe was a little bit jaded by what had happened with Pearl Jam and Nirvana and being spoon-fed this kind of Seattle music scene. Then all of a sudden came along this band of, you know, 
Candlebox was like a little bit of a teaspoon of sugar, if you will. They're a little bit sweeter than everything else. And, and I think people were kind of ready for that. And so that's mainly my idea of how it happened. Yeah. Oh. So the music scene's undergone many changes in your time as a band, bro. So has Candlebox been a sort of band you've tried to change with the times or have you sort of stuck to your own path more so? I've always tried to push the band beyond. Uh, I've, I've never chased trends, uh, which I, I'm very lucky that I didn't. Um, you know, we, we after the debut album, we made a record that's a complete left turn called Lucy, which had nothing to do with the debut album. And then, of course, Happy Pills came along and it was like a whole other direction for us. So, and by the time we got back together in 2007 to do the End of the Sun record, we had grown so much as musicians and artists and songwriters that it was a little bit easier for us to get into a room and write a, a record. So that's why I think why End of the Sun is such a kind of poignant album for us and a, and a great record for us to have come back with. Um, but we, we just, you know... Um, we just somehow, somehow it worked. I, you know, I, I, I've tried over the years to kind of explain it and figure it out. I'm not really sure, man. Now <laughs> I got here. <laughs> <laughs> so looking back now, bro, like, have you think, have you achieved everything you wanted out of music? Do you think? No. No. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've, I've achieved, every, I've achieved everything that I think music has allowed me. Achieve. Um, I don't know if uh, I, right now I have no desire to make music anymore. I have no desire to create songs or write songs. I, I've been asked to produce some records, which I think I would certainly like to do. Uh, but um, no, I don't think I don't think I've achieved everything musically I want to. But um, I think music, like I said, has given me a great um, gift, and it's something that I will cherish for the rest of my life. And every time I look at you know the vinyl that's hanging on my walls or, or you know, the, the placards or whatever that I've, you know, accomplished over those years. Um, it's, it's a good warm feeling in my heart and I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. So back to a bit more modern stuff, bro. Like you recently released the, your final album, The Long Goodbye. So how fans receive that? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the ones that I've spoken to love it. Uh, they, they're like, you know, this is the best record Candlebox has ever made. And I think that that took a minute for them because I don't think they were prepared for me to release a record that's only 35 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and that's, you know, with the vinyl, which comes out, I think on Friday, there's an additional three or four tracks on it. So, um, but we wanted to make a concise record that, that gave me the 30 years of me being in this business and, and the things that I've learned and the music that I've created and the lives that I've, that I've been affected by um, or the, or the lives that, that have been affected by me. And I think that in the process of us discussing how to make this record, we found the direction we wanted to go. And that direction was, these are the only songs that we want to do right now. This is the only record we want to make. We don't really have any concern as to whether anybody likes it. This is where we are. And this is our, our, our long goodbye. And, and, um, and I think that we knew that it was going to be kind of a an interesting statement to make as a band because it is it's been a long illustrious kind of strange career for me and and I've I discussed all these songs in depth with the guys in the band before we even recorded them to make sure that we were going in the direction that we wanted to go. I didn't want to make a record, but this is my last record. You guys are playing on it, and that's how yeah. it's going to be. Yeah. It was like, you're a part of my band now. 
how do you want to be perceived? How do you feel I should be perceived? What are your thoughts on these songs? How, how much energy do we want to put into this? How much difference? What do we want to create? What textures, what levels do we want to go to? So it was really a, a fully collaborative effort. And I would, and I was very pleased with that. And I was very excited about it. So for me, this is my favorite Candlebox record. And I, and I think that the fans that have heard it, um, love it. And I just hope that, um, I really, it's a record that I want the whole world to hear. I know that's not going to happen, but it, I, I think that it should. And I think, because I think there are songs in here that, that affect, um, you know, most people in positive way, in a, in a, in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And before we go, mate, have you started up three new Spotify playlists to help listeners get in, in, in touch with bands that we interview? So can you give us, using Candlebox songs, can you give us a song for a playlist to get the party started? One for a playlist to save your marriage and one for a playlist that could potentially end your marriage. <laughs> if the party started, uh, that would probably be Arrow. Uh, save a Marriage would be the song Maze on a new record. And End a Marriage would be... <laughs> uh, how does it feel? off of uh, Into the Sun. Too easy. All right, Kevin. Well, thanks very much for your time today, mate. You have certainly woken me up and got me ready for the day, brother. So we'll see you out here in January. I'll be at the Brisbane show, bro. So catch you then. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, buddy. Look forward to it. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.